Hey everyone, this episode is brought to you by It's Just Soap. Many store-bought body washes and soap bars are made with toxic ingredients that are harmful to your skin. Soap should be healthy for your body, leaving you feeling clean, hydrated, and moisturized. It's Just Soap is made with natural ingredients, giving you a luxurious lather for the best shower experience. Every shower should feel this good. Go to itsjustsoap.com, and that's S-O-P, leave out the A for additives, and use the code STAYHOMEHUSBAND for 15% off your first purchase. Hey everyone, I'm Sean. And I'm Tiff. And today, on the Random Division, Tiff, what are we talking about? We're talking about The Bachelor, season 47 2? 47-2? Episode 4, The Matt James Experience. Matt James is our bachelor. His ladies are varied and interesting and a lot happened in this episode um so much so that we got a little bit overwhelmed before we started recording because there was a lot that happened there was a lot to cover but very little that happened yeah strangely yeah it was very it felt um very like obviously this show is typically very surface level but the first three episodes felt like they had a at least a little bit of a purpose. This one felt like it was almost setting up a bunch of other things. You know, when you watch some seasons of TV mm-hmm. or some episodes, like plot points hit a hit a mark and they're pushing things forward. And other times you finish an episode and you think, oh, they were just, they had to do all this plot setup. That's what this felt like. They were just setting up for the next there's still like 80 million women on this episode, on this yes, season. They, <laughs> Matt James eliminated uh, some women and and then it was two one step forward, two steps backward because a bunch of women got introduced and added back to the pot. Yeah, yeah. Well, not added back like they had been there before. Right, they were but brand it's just, new girls. It, brought, it brought the count back up to 23 yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah, um, it felt like if you were in running a road race and they just snatched you off the course and drove you backwards three miles and we're like you got to do that sorry you got to do that again that three miles you just did didn't count yeah he i emotionally I felt like that I, but i don't even know if matt was excited i think he was faking excitement i think he was like oh my god five more yeah i don't you think i don't even think he was faking excitement i think he was just overwhelmed by the fact that sarah had gone home that day before yeah um and it just there's a lot going on so they do introduce five new girls and that got us thinking about what were some or have what are some other bachelor curveballs that have been thrown at the lead or at the contestants during a season and these are more things that the producers or at least the show had some control over so we're not we're not we were trying not to think about things like a contestant like Sarah just leaving out of the blue. Right. Um, or you were looking on the Internet and there was a lot of cases of just contestants going home kind of towards the end of seasons because they just right. realized they were not they were not ready for whatever the next step was. Um, like Brooks with Desiree, I think it's a very famous one. And Frank with Allie was another one that I don't think you read. You read out loud when we were trying to plan this, but we came up with a few that are kind of curveballs and then we'll finish with the five new girls and talk a little bit about this episode because like you said a lot happened but there's not much to talk about so we're gonna talk about some old seasons let's do a little flashback episode here yes cue the flashback music what's the wayne's world yeah (laughs) um so the first one not that long ago we did have new guys introduced last season with taisha so the new people being introduced is not necessarily a completely novel idea um, where there was a group of, I think, three or four guys who got thrown into the mix after Claire went home and Tasha was introduced and all the guys were super excited and they thought they looked around and they were like, there's only 15 of us. And then they yeah. threw in a couple of new guys. Um, 
So that was one. Any thoughts on it was so recent? Yeah, that I thought was just so specific to the fact that this was the first time we've ever had two bachelorettes uh, stacked on each other. And then it was probably just a way for them to give some uh, further additional options. Like I said, like, I think that maybe the COVID-19 influence, I think that there's some influence there because I think it probably makes sense to cast more people than maybe you envision using and then just dump them in or filter them in if if you think that the show would warrant it. Right. So like I just think that they had extra people on hand. Yeah. And in I guess in both cases, they're not traveling. Yeah. Right. At this point of a normal season, they would be going somewhere. They've yep. been they've been in the we've this is our fourth episode. Typically the fourth episode they get to the point where there's enough girls that they can travel. Now they have to travel. They could just house women on this huge property. Yep. And they'd have no idea that there were other people there. There were also 32 women at the beginning of Matt's season. Like that first night, he met 32 women. And then now we have. So there was at least 37 who were there waiting to be on the show. And maybe there were more. And you don't know if, like, all it takes is a few people to get to test positive for. COVID you have to send home and then you're losing people. So yeah, so they definitely had a bull, they probably had a bullpen. Yeah. I, I, I definitely think that they in planned in advance and they cast more people than they actually were going to use in case people tested positive and then they couldn't use them. So it, it to me, it just makes sense that they'd had this surplus of women. If you, if you want to call it that. Yeah. And same with Tasha. So seeing it and happen in Tasha season was shocking, but not like the whole, you know, this 2020 was shocking. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, and it made sense it, that Tasha would get a couple new guys because yeah, she was a, coming she was in late. Person. So aside from that, aside from 2020 madness, what other curveballs? All right. So another curveball was let's go back to Colton season. We're going to go back pre fence jump. Actually, the moment or the thing that probably got the ball rolling on the fence jump was they were in. Australia um, and they were in the final three we were looking at fantasy suites Mm -hmm. and Cassie's dad shows up and when we were watching this season you and this watching this happen Cassie's dad shows up to talk pretty to talk Cassie out of yes this entire thing he had already met Colton the week before at hometowns Um, Colton picked Cassie he was crazy about Cassie really seemed like she was the one he was going to pick. Tasha was in that group. Yeah. It was Tasha, Cassie, and I'm not going to remember who the third Han- person was. Not Hannah. Um, no, it wasn't Hannah B. No, there were two Hannahs. There was a blonde Hannah. Oh, that's right. It was Hannah, the one who ended up with um, on Paradise. And, yeah. And, uh, yes. Okay. It was that Hannah G. Yes, Hannah, Hannah G. G. With the yeah. Okay. Godwin or something. Yeah. Um. So it was the three of them. Cassie's dad shows up and totally puts Cassie into a mental pretzel. Yeah. And probably put her, set her in motion to ultimately leave the show or reject Colton. Yeah. Initially. Yeah. Um, yeah. So in, in the terms of a curveball, obviously not producers creating a situation, but cre- producers allowing a situation to happen from the outside world kind of intruding into yeah. the show. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe a producer did can encourage him to fly out there. But it, it was just such a funny... We typically don't have parents coming out during fantasy suites. No, flying to Australia. Yes, this is from California. From California, so he's... It's like a 15-hour flight. Yeah, it's a, long tr- it's a long trip to make. But when you're trying to convince your daughter not to marry a complete bore, I guess you would do it. <laughs> Um, so that was one curveball, and so another one where we had just a person show up kind of at the 11th hour was Becca Kerfrin had an ex-boyfriend show up. Yeah. Um, I can't remember, again, we brainstormed these about 10 minutes before we came on here. I cannot remember what part of the sh- season this was, but it was it was it towards was, the end. It was. I think they were on the fantasy date. She was down to the final three, Garrett and whoever else were left. 
and uh, this ex-boyfriend shows up and kind of lays it on the line. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about that one. It was very strange. It came out of nowhere. There was no drama build up to it as far as like episodes and episodes where right like the fence jump for colton where we had to see that all season yep yeah i i'm trying to think if there were any other did we do we list any others yep there's a couple other ones oh okay yeah yeah that one was another becca was such an adult that whole time um that whole season that it didn't really end up being a big deal but it was you know another moment where the producers maybe they maybe they were trying to create they were something. trying to create something because it seemed so clear that she was going to pit pick Garrett yeah um so they had to go find a fourth guy from her past to bring into the show possibly and maybe make her doubt what she was doing the buildup was I remember it being nothing because ultimately she was like you you gotta go yeah <laughs> right right it was like it was one it didn't segment. go anywhere no, it didn't go anywhere and it even it was like he needed he was also going there for some form of closure. Uh-huh. I remember too. Um, Nick Vial. This, oh, this is yes. kind of a bigger one. I this think. one I remember. I was so aggravated with this one. It's when they let him join midway through a Bachelorette season. They just let him be a contestant on uh, Caitlin Caitlin Bristow. Bristow's season. Like, yep. just because he wanted to be. Yeah, he explained it that he had seen her on something. Oh, he had seen her on The Bachelor. Yeah, of course. Because I can't remember what what um, what season she was on. Like, who the, who the lead was when she was in, on that. It would have either been Sean Lowe or... Juan Pablo? Juan Pablo, maybe. Maybe. maybe golly, I don't God, know. God, they just recycle these people. I, I know, and it all happened so fast. I don't even know how long ago that was. That, I know. Probably seven years ago that Nick Vial was... <laughs> and, yeah, and Caitlin picked um, it Ryan was, Schnozling. It was because it was at the beginning of you and I dating, because I never watched the show okay. prior to you. Okay. So. Yeah, so he shows up and pretty much just uh, he had DM'd or I guess right that would be a thing. Yeah, and had been in touch with her. <laughs> didn't get on the show because he had already been on the show. Yeah, and he talked his way on. I don't know how far into the season they were but they had they were they were traveling yeah like he they never were was in la they were far enough into the season where it was very strange yep. that they let this happen that, that, that they let him in and and the guys were pissed and nick ended up going making the final two he was the final two he slept with caitlin bristow way before fantasy suites because that they had to stay in ireland then to kind of let everyone catch up and catch their breath because um, they got drunk in Dublin. Yeah. And and slept together with like six guys left. Yep. And uh, Sean was the guy who won. I can't remember his last name. And Because um, <laughs> you man, always called him Schnozzling. Ryan Schnozzling because <laughs> he looked like Ryan Gosling with a bigger nose. Um and I did not coin that phrase. This was somebody else. Uh, but that was a big one because he did make it far and kind of messed with the whole shape of the show. It also just put Nick on this weird um, arc where then he was the Bachelor. Yeah. And then he was on Bachelor. In Par- He's been on like five different I know. things. He is the most <laughs> washed up Bachelor person. Yeah. Yep, and he's just living. He's just living off of it now. Uh, good for him. But that, so that was one of those curveballs that not only affected the show, but also just affected the franchise. And the producers completely just were like, "Yeah, come on, let let's see what happens." Uh, and then the last one I came up with was it's a little bit tamer, but it did definitely kind of mess with the entire season. Was Hannah Brown showing up at the beginning of? Pete the pilot season twice yeah she showed up two straight weeks and they just let her um and it turned into the hannah brown show yeah it was that was frustrating too yeah um so that was another that was the last one that i could come up with where 
it was a definite curveball. The last two messed with a lot of people on the show. I think a lot of the contestants were wondering why the hell they were there when Hannah Brown was getting so much time with Peter. Like they had that date that Hannah organized. Remember? Yes. They were and they were supposed to like he, tell stories, and then Peter and Hannah ended up in the green room, like sobbing together for the entire God time. knows. Those it felt like the girls. entire episode, and yeah. they didn't even have the date because Peter just came out and was like. I don't feel like being doing this date anymore. And the girls like, this is the second week he in a row. Ended what is up your problem? Being the worst bachelor. <laughs> he was real tough. He was, he was real. And tough. I wonder if that set everything in motion. If Hannah's kicking off the show was a horrible idea that just put him in a weird headspace for so much. And then also he just wasn't great at, at, navigating all of the different relationships that is exact it wasn't it, not navigating his relationships it was navigating the the dynamics and the and the issues between the women yeah um which leads us nicely to talk about matt and this season yes. and the five women that got added because matt has definitely had some moments this season that he could have gone down the pete the pilot path say uh-huh. that 10 times fast mm-hmm. where he could have had the two women sit down and he's the moderator. He's the dean of love hunters and just tries to fix the problem. And it's not fixable. Like none of these things he's going to be able, he's not going to be able to solve any of these. You know how he solves them? By sending women home who are a problem in the house. Yeah. That is how you solve it. You don't solve it by putting, sitting them down on a couch and, and mediating between two people. I, I don't even, I don't think it works in it this It doesn't, setting. it doesn't work. It's I d- proven that it doesn't work. It Every single time that a, that a lead has tried to mediate between two people who are bickering, it has resulted either in the dreaded two-on-one date, mm-hmm. which is horrible, or it's resulted in uh, the tension building in the house or some other lonely person decides they want to do something drastic for attention and then it creates more it's a ripple effect right right the so, resentment yeah there's resentment and it's then you have the, um was it with colton season that there were packs it was like team a team b oh they were like two clicks it was the, the cougar it was the older and the, the cats younger and the women. rats yeah that's exactly what it was i, <laughs> I wish I'm sorry that your face when you were saying that with uh, with my sister's cat at your shoulder here right to, next to, to hunt the mice that are living in our apartment. The cats and the rats. You didn't even move. But uh, yeah, I think I was it that's was it Pete season or cold season? I think it was I, that. I, I don't know. Maybe season. maybe it was Pete season. It was whoever had Victoria as a contestant. That Victoria F. Victoria F. That was Peter season. Okay, then yeah. yes, because she was part of one of those teams. I yeah, can't remember which one. Yeah, so they like they split by age, mm-hmm. um, and were not great to each other, and he didn't manage it well. He also let that girl come back. Which there was one? another girl who show who I can't remember what her name was. She was like she had dark hair. She was kind of young, round faced, pretty, like all of them. Um, she was a she was like a maybe she was a pageant girl. I, I don't know. I've deleted you, her from you, my brain. I know you forget about it, but um, yeah. But he allowed. He had a girl he sent home, and then he let her come back. And then she, she broke, showed up during a group date, and he was like, "Yeah, I guess you can come back." Yeah, he had no. Um, I wish I could find a better word for balls, but I don't know. Yeah, he yeah he had no. It's not even balls. It's like like assertiveness. Just, yeah, yeah. Well, and then I mean, let's be honest. It all pay, it it all showed, it all showed up at the end when his mom basically picked for him. Exactly. <laughs> right. Like yeah. that was that was it. Kelly wins. That was it. Kelly wins because mom wanted Kelly to win. So yeah. Mom wanted Hannah to win, and then wanted Kelly to win. Yeah. And so, anyways, that's Pete the pilot, and Hannah Brown shows up, and who knows if that started everything but i don't think matt james is going down the pete path i think no it, he's not which I is think great it helps that he in a, it helps him and it hurts him that he's never been on the show before it helps him in the sense that he doesn't have a lot of the uh tropes sort of built into his mindset as normal behavior mm-hmm. and it also hurts him because he doesn't have the experience of 
of all the warning signals of like recognizing those warning signals like we talked about in our bachelor rules episode yeah which is you know the first person to mention there's tension in the house that's a red flag yep uh the first if there's someone who you know we had a whole list of rules yep and go listen to that episode he, he's not he's not familiar with any of that because he's not been in this world right yet so there's that that kind of works against him but for being a noob He's done pretty well, I think, of handling, uh, aside from Victoria, of handling the the drama and the dealing with women that he's not, he's, he doesn't really know these girls. I mean, he knew, he got to know Sarah and then she bounced. Yep. So he, he is struggling and he is getting overwhelmed and then to have five more added which visibly, I, f- I just thought, thought he was visibly disturbed by it. Yep. And then Brittany, who's one of the five that gets dumped on him, just immediately makes out with him. Yeah. Yep. And then that's, there but you have But he kept it. four of the new women. Yeah. When the rose ceremony rolled around in the middle of the episode, of the five that got added, he he's kept only, four of them. I don't, but I think he's only, he's only really connecting with two of them. Yeah, but he kept, he got rid of two... He got rid of Kayla and another, he got rid of two old OGs as they are calling themselves now. Super, super duper original on their part. Um, who did he get rid of? He got rid of Kaylee. I think I would have gotten rid of her too based on the horrendous dress she was wearing. Kayla and Kim. He got rid of, he got rid of all the K's. Kayla, Kaylee. Um, Kaylee. Callie. Callie. Kaylee. K-A-I-L-I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I thought it was We never Kelly. really even heard her name said outside I know, we of... didn't get a lot from her. But Kayla, I was surprised by. Yeah, the so North was I. Car- the North Carolina girl, I was surprised. Right, and then Kim was the other one. Um, yeah, I like, he he's definitely overwhelmed, but he is not feeding into the drama. I think the one time he handled it really strangely was when he just took Victoria's word at face value and sent Marilyn home. Yeah. Which that is... struck me... That was a little so bit disturbing. bizarre, and I'd, I'd be interested to know. Like, that's just a question I'd love to ask Matt. Like, what did Victoria tell you? What did the producers tell you? Well, I want to know what Victoria told him to make him be like, I got to get rid of Marilyn. Because, okay, if he, if he has to give a rose to Victoria because you think there's a, there's a rose, there's a producer's rose, if you subscribe to that theory, which I think we both do. He also could have kept Marilyn but he chose to get rid of Marilyn. I know. Most likely based on what she said, what Victoria said yeah, to him. Yeah, or he just was like, I'm not really into her that much, and this is kind of a good excuse. Maybe, but I'd love to know what Victoria said because because whatever, <laughs> all the women also were like, I can't believe Marilyn would have said that to you. Like, Have we at any point, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm just skipping ahead. Are we, have we seen Matt really have to like break up with anybody yet? Or explain his choice yet? No, that doesn't happen until we get a little further along. It's usually just a hug and a I don't, I good just... luck. There's a lot of good women here. I hope you find the right one. <laughs> and then maybe like next week or the week after you start to get the, be careful. There's some women here who aren't here for the right reasons. You get the soothsayer women. Yeah. Who are like, just behold, bomb. Yep. there is an evil one in this group. <laughs> right. I won't tell you which one. Right. Goodbye. You have to search. You have to find her for yourself as part of the challenge. <laughs> <laughs> but there, that's that'll start to. I mean, he still has twenty. I think he's got eighteen women left, or twenty. It's he's so yeah. many women still left. We're three weeks. That was this is the fourth episode. Yeah. And technically, he has he has gotten rid of a total, a net of twelve women. It's he started with 32. He's got 20 left. 20? I think he's got 20 left. I, I, I counted before we hopped on. And I'm, I'm pretty sure it was 20 that I counted. If it was not, it's 18. It's an incredibly high number. Um, yeah, so like the episode as a whole, uh, we have the new five women added. And really the drama around that is the fact that Brittany came in like a ball of fire makes out with Matt in the driveway in front of everybody. All the women thought Sarah was coming back, which I thought was hilarious that that's what they didn't want to have happen. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. We're going to just throw five. Would you rather have Sarah or five new women? You said, as it was happening, you said, no, you wish it was Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) So Brittany walks out, makes out with Matt, comes in. Um, 
Victoria is not happy about any of these new people showing up because, you know, they're all hotter than she all, is. Right. Um, and Anna knows Brittany from Chicago. And well, this is something I want to talk about. I would I would love to. OK, great. So. So the the thing I thought was interesting was Anna alludes to the fact that, you know, she's from Chicago. Brittany's from Chicago. She makes it sound like they run in the same circles. That's what it sounded like at first. Yeah. And then it turns out it's just Instagram. It, okay. So can I get through my, yes. my thought here? Just because you just, might know more than I do. But I saw I have some These are the questions that percolated in my head. So it starts with just, I heard this, you know, she's kind of talking to her, her producer in the ITM. And like, I've just been, I've been told to, I, I've heard some things about this girl and I've been told to kind of watch. Sketchy is the word yeah, she she's is. Sketchy and whatever. And then it becomes apparent over the course of the next 30 minutes of the show that Brittany might be a little bit more of a threat than Anna gave her credit for at the start. I think Anna thought like, oh, she's just a floozy and Matt's going to see right through it. And then she was like, oh, I maybe that's not the case. I think he might kind of like her. So now I'm going to go with be careful, Brittany. I know something. I know some dirt on you and drops this bomb that she's in. <laughs> that she's a, an escort and hangs out with all the rich men in Chicago the question I have is, did Anna know that Brittany was coming on the show before the show started? Yes. Because the way she was the way she was talking about it, it was like, you have to be worried about this girl on the show. Yes. It was always that was always like the the sentence or the phrase that wasn't that didn't finish, but it was just each time. Like who is telling you to are 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 women in Chicago sitting around like you got to watch out for this Britney girl like at all times? So okay, here's what I interpreted as it as it went on. Gradually, we start getting more and more tidbits, and yes, like like you said, it starts out and Anna's saying, "Yeah, like we're I'm from Chicago, and she, you know, we're both from Chicago. We kind of like she made it sound like they had mutual friends, which I don't think is the case." She just made it sound like because there are two girls from Chicago that they know of each other, essentially, or she had heard of Brittany or maybe Brittany is some kind of no hangs around with wealthy men, apparently. Yeah. And because of her wealthy, her relationships with wealthy men, she it's been rumored that she is an escort. Yeah. And that she has transactional relationships with men. Yeah. Um, that obviously has a horrible rumor to be throwing out there. But then we, we later find out it was because people were DMing her on Instagram to tell her to watch out for this girl on the show because she's an escort. So she's, but she gets very specific when she's like this. I don't know who these people are. Like, I don't know who I don't know her, but people on Instagram are messaging me to let me know about her. So then at that point, you're like, hold up. Was it because I know that ABC likes to release the contestants on the website ahead of time? Yeah. So did I and I didn't bother to check to see if this girl was in that list. If Brittany was part of the first wave of. Yes, because if that's the case, they're all in quarantine. They have their phones with them in quarantine. Mm. So if that's the case, then I can see while she's there filming in quarantine and has her phone, the people are DMing her before yeah. she goes. Yeah. But then Anna shows up on the show and Brittany's not there, which is also right. If, like that would be. Which makes me wonder when the ITMs were recorded of her saying, yeah, I've been told to watch out for this girl. She's sketchy. Mm. Versus what ends up transpiring, which is, well, I was DM'd and she's told she's an escort. Yeah. Yeah, that was the it just made it, it the the time the timing of all of it and the way she the way she was messaging the whole thing was like the are were people so people were warning you about her when before you went on the show which just felt that just felt strange to me. So then Anna decides to handle this like any normal functioning adult and addresses it in front of 10 other women at a group date <laughs> yeah instead of well she, it, she said it like i heard 
she has relations with men for money. <laughs> right. Right. With all of her teeth showing. You can see her molars in the back. <laughs> it was very like you could tell if she I could picture her at 45 in a suburb mom group. Oh, yeah. Gossiping. Oh, yeah. Book group. Yes. Didn't read the book. Just showed up for the <laughs> just, wine. Just there to talk trash about neighbors. Yeah. But she but she she told Brittany about the rumors that she heard in front of all of the women as well. Like That's she, true. She yeah. Confront, Brittany found out from Anna about this rumor in front of a bunch of other women. And Brittany, oh, yeah. she mean to her credit, was pretty impressive in that moment because there are plenty of women on that show, one of them being Victoria. If you said anything like that to some of them, they would have flown off the handle right. and made it a point to crush Anna yeah. afterwards. Brittany was just hurt. Who knows if it's true, but she at least handled that moment very well that it made Anna look really, really bad. Yeah, it made her look mean. Yeah. And also it brought up a good point, which is you can't go accusing to to spread a rumor about somebody being basically a hooker. Yeah. Is that and a phrase we use now? Is that a She's saying like she's, she's calling her an worker. escort. A sex worker is the appropriate word, but she what I'm saying is Anna Anna flips it around and is using like the old school um, phrasing, I would say, yeah. for, for sex work, which is the derogatory. Yep. She's not saying hooker, but she means it. Yep. She's not saying uh, prostitute, but she means it. Yep. She's saying escort, and we know what she means. Yeah, yeah. It's like That's more very, what I'm saying. Yeah, She's, it's, it's actually a very, it's it's the word, like you just said, that a 45-year-old woman at a book club would use. Exactly. <laughs> yes. So so that's more my point, is she's, she's making, she has now made it her mission to spread this rumor about somebody that she's not even 100% sure is tr- true, but in this format... In this national forum, she's putting it out there that this woman might, may or may not be having sex with wealthy men for money. Yep. And the timing of Anna doing it was right after she thought that she was going to get the rose for the group date. True, yeah. You know, the the timing of it too was really bad in that respect because Matt gives the rose to not Rachel, Rachel, somebody else. Oh, Brie. He Brie, gives it to Brie. Brie. He, he does, and he he he, he mentions does, Anna. He, he talks and... to Anna, and he talks to Brittany, and like that. These are the two people who might get the rose, and then he just pulled an old curveball and yeah. said, "Brie, I'd like to give you the rose." And Anna, I think, was mad because I think she thought like, "Well, me and Brittany were the two that he talked about, so what did she? I have to knock her down a peg because mm-hmm. clearly we're on equal footing here." Yeah. Because he talked about me and he talked about her, but then Brie got the rose. So that puts me in like second or third place on this date. So how do I finish in second? I'm going to talk about her being an escort and I'm going to address it in front of everybody. Yeah. Right? Like the whole thing, the whole thing was really poor, poorly done. Anna then suddenly becomes besties with Victoria. Oh yeah, they found each other. And then you're, I just, now I They were pink on Thursdays. Right. They became mean girls. Yeah. And it's, it is, I'm sorry, Victoria, but she is so incredibly insecure. She's so insecure and it's transparent that now anybody else who has that feeling of insecurity knows who they can go to to be a bottom dweller, basically. To yep. feel better. You want to feel better about yourself by talking horribly about somebody else and not feeling alone. Yeah. And now you know who you can go to. She's just a horrible person. Yeah, Victoria well, is just really, really rough. I mean, who is Victoria? Yeah, I mean, it, with the show starts with her saying demanding the, the an apology trash, from Katie. Well, it starts with her saying the trash took itself out, talking about Sarah going home, and Katie was like, "Wait a sec, she's not even here to like. What are you doing? What can we stop saying? Being I so know. negative about everything." I loved everything? that she said that. So, Victoria is twenty-seven years old. At the, that is that old enough to know better? Like oh, Anna's twenty four, yes. Brittany's twenty three. 
Serena uh, P, the one who went on the, the yeah, from Canada. Yeah, she's young. She's 22 and Kit is 21. Like there are girls who are six years younger than Victoria on this show. That are acting. Who are handing themselves way better. Victoria is 20. That's too old. That's too old. To be old behaving like that to way. Be, to have well, this attitude and the attitude of like, I can, I can say and be as rude as I want to be because I'm expressing myself. What an insane mindset. Yeah. She basically demanded an apology from Katie because Katie, <laughs> because Katie told her to knock it off when she was talking about Sarah for no reason. Mm-hmm. And Victoria didn't like that. So she said, I, I, I like demand an apology and Katie was like, I'm not apologizing to you. I don't understand what this conversation is for. Yep. And then she starts, and then Victoria says something about the dildo. And, and she, Katie was like, oh, uh, I I have no problem if she, yeah, she, she said something. Yeah, she tried to attack. She tried to embarrass Katie. And Katie's like, no, I'm very comfortable with myself and my sexuality. That's why I brought the dildo because yeah. I'm actually very comfortable with it. Yep. So you're not offending me and you're not belittling me. I don't know other than just a statement of fact that I'm somebody who brought a dildo. Yeah. Well, because that's the thing like Victoria is trying is just she's constantly poking around for like what are what are people's insecurities? Because that's where I'm going to attack. And Katie doesn't have any. And you could see Victoria in a, like, she was short-circuiting a little bit in yeah, that conversation. Because she, she didn't know how to, how yeah. to handle a 29-year-old who, then, was, who didn't care what she, what Victoria had to say. Yeah. And, and just the fact that she, she said something at one point about, well, um, you know, you, you better, if you don't, if you do, if you attack me like that again... Well, you better not. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the classic, like, or like, else. Well, you don't even want to know. Well, you don't even want to know what will happen <laughs> yeah. to you. Yeah. Yep. She just was, it was, I don't know if she had mapped it out in her mind that like, this is going to be my moment to shine where I get to tell Katie off, but she looked horrible. Yep. She not only physically looked horrible, she also did not present herself verbally well. Nope. Nope. And then she goes, and then Victoria goes to matt and we see this moment where she's playing the damsel in distress and talking about how when things get challenging for her she runs she's i think she used the term i just run for the hills that is not the victoria that we have seen in this show at all there is she's not been running for the hills she just attacks people constantly and takes the tiara off of a miss universe (laughs) <laughs> yeah when Catalina shows up pulls it right off her head Catalina didn't know what to do another person who's 25 and it was like this is ridiculous this is a child you are so you're being a toddler right <laughs> yeah. now yep um yeah so and I love how she's like I'm Victoria like the queen so I have to take this from you and Catalina could have been like I'm Catalina and I'm a Miss Universe pageant pageant winner. contestant so I have a reason to have this thing on. You just have happened to have a name that belonged to another person who happened to be a queen in another country. <laughs> right. There oh, was man. nothing. Also, the way that the Catalina handled it was perfect because she just acted like something was like psychologically wrong with Victoria. She kind of was like, okay. Yeah. Cause right. Cause she had never met like, and. I mean, it was right as soon as she had walked in and then this girl is snatching her crown and she's not sure what to make of it. It's almost like how you would act if a four-year-old did it. You'd be like, huh, okay, this isn't my kid, so I can't yell at her. Yep. What's happening? Yep. And all the the other people who know Victoria are kind of sitting there snickering a little bit but they're snickering out of their own discomfort not because Catalina is the butt of a joke but Victoria right. thinks that they're all laughing because Catalina is the butt mm-hmm. of the joke and she doesn't understand not, doesn't that. get it doesn't get it um uh okay a couple other thoughts we had a boxing group date that lasted yeah. about four and a half minutes before somebody got hurt and Serena got punched in the nose and they called it off really a weird date um they just packed this. I think this is like what you said at the beginning. They packed so much into this that that group date, the boxing date, they show up, they have, they show 
35 seconds of them quote unquote training and then they have these fights and it's like all right katie and jacinia get up there and then they just show them slapping at each other actually that's not fair they show them like punching each other for 10 seconds and then they're like all right now it's going to be kitten and serena c and they just get up and they punch each other and then you just lose they, they track rushed through it they and we lost through all of it we couldn't tell who was who because they were wearing these helmets thank yeah. goodness yeah, right. but but yeah it, it, ultimately somebody got punched in the face and then matt was like okay we gotta stop doing this this is yep. dangerous yep um michelle gets a one-on-one date and Matt seems to like her a lot. She's the I Minnesota. Like she's the Minnesota teacher. Yeah. Um, and they talked about teaching during COVID and her students of color. And um, there were a couple. There were a couple other conversations. It seems like Matt. I don't know if Matt brings it out of the women, but they are definitely more comfortable talking about race than even the men were with Tasha. And we saw some hints of that with Tasha, um but man like Chelsea talking about her hair was another really interesting conversation at the beginning of this this episode chemically straightened her hair because she grew up basically around white women yeah she said all my friends were white everyone in my school was white she just so she chemically straightened her hair since she was really little and then decided to shave it off because it it was sort of a freeing way to get rid of your hair i mean i don't know if it was because of her hair being so damaged and she wanted to start over if she just was like you know what i just want to start fresh i think it was just a yeah like a. I want to embrace my like my natural hair yep um ben higgins showed up for a little bit too just a quick uh a little throwback throwback was there another cameo in this one it's just ben i think i think it was just ben yeah, uh, we had an obstacle course, another kind of like really quick date where people were, I mean, just they just packed a whole lot. They in did. Here. They packed so much in. I mean, we had three group dates, only one one on one, right? We just had the Michelle one on one. Yep. And then yep. five new women were added and five new women, one rose ceremony. Uh, yeah. So just just a whole lot of whole lot of stuff that's just sitting other things up brie brie got the one on so she's going to be safe for next week michelle has a rose as we finish this episode um okay last thing yeah i think it's time we i mean there's so many women left maybe it's not time but are there any people right now who you would like to see as bachelorette Leads. Yeah, I think the the Bachelorette and remind me of the age. I like Brie a lot, and I think she would make a pretty outstanding Bachelorette. The, How old is Brie? The problem is, I think Brie is only twenty three or twenty four. Brie is twenty four. Yeah, so I just don't think that that would work. Um, That's the same age as Hannah Brown. Yeah, and that and that was a learned, disaster. I hope I learned my lesson. <laughs> <laughs> I hope ABC learned their lesson with that one. That was not a great, that yeah. was not a great end. Yeah. It's just not, I mean, and Brie seems way more mature than Hannah Brown for sure. But I just think that as a viewer, we just want to see a slightly older bachelorette. That's all. Nothing against the youngins, but we just kind of want to, we just want to see. I can say as a viewer, it just seems to go well when you have an older bachelorette. Not like Claire, because clearly that was a mess. Yeah, but t- how old is Tasha? 20, Tasha tw- 28, 28, I think. I also think it bridges the gap for who the contestants can be. Right. So when you're 24, it really does make it tough for a, th- I don't know, like a 32-year-old to, date to, a to show up and, yeah. be, and as, maybe more so with a woman. I can't remember how old Jed was um, or Peter or any of the guys from Hannah's season, but it just it it creates an entire dynamic where suddenly you have a, a house full or a show full of like twenty seven average of twenty seven year olds and there it just doesn't it Guys, doesn't work yeah it doesn't you need a range I think that's kind of why there's some drama in this group is because there is kind of a range there's only one person over thirty on the in the house right now and I'd love you to try to guess who it is I would have to go with. 
Did that make it into the microphone? Yeah, I don't know. We'll find out. The cat just sneezed. Buddy's just sneezing behind you. He's real comfy. Uh, oh. I I would Chelsea. Nope. Good guess. She's twenty eight. Okay. Um. Hmm. I it's it. I don't know. I'll give you a hint. She did not like her time in the pumpkin or the gourd. Oh, Maggie. Maggie's thirty two. So yeah. she's the oldest by three. She's a pharmacist. Years. Lauren is twenty nine. Hmm. Um, Catalina is 29. Jacinia is 27. Um, yeah, but I think age is important. I could see Michelle being a yeah, possible Michelle bachelorette. Would, Michelle would be perfect. Candidate if Matt doesn't pick her. <laughs> Catalina would also... I, I have. A, I mean, I don't, we I know, don't know her enough, I don't think. We don't know her enough, but I mean, I know I was anti-pageant girl because of Hannah. But pageant... Women typically are poised and can handle themselves on television. So yeah, yeah, it's tough. The only the the only people who are older than twenty four is not a long list. Chelsea's twenty eight. Maggie's thirty two. Michelle's twenty seven. Ryan, who's new, is twenty six. Victoria's twenty seven. Lauren's twenty nine. Jacinia's twenty seven. Catalina's twenty nine. Everyone else is younger. Than 27 it's a really really young group and i'm just oh, and the katie. youngest and katie is 29 who i think katie would be my katie is a good would be my pick yeah she's kind of a throwback a little bit she's she reminds me of um ashley of ashley and who was the one who became the batch who became the bachelorette after jason mesnick's season I didn't what is her watch name? back then. But you met you you mentioned her name when we were going through the curveballs before the episode started. I can't remember her name now. Um but she like just she's a little bit like understated but an adult um I don't know, she just feels like a little bit of a th- mid or 2010s mid 2009-2010 bachelor bachelorette kind of person i don't yeah. know i don't know what it is probably because she doesn't look super plastic is that yeah. why yeah she's yeah just kind she of looks like natural and not i don't want to say plain jane because that's she's very pretty but so we're so accustomed i mean this was sort of my argument about how we really can't say victoria is horrendous because victoria really just represents what 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 normal women what normal pretty women look like as opposed to what plastic Instagram women look like. And that's what we're so accustomed to seeing. Right. That it's sort of changed the beauty norm for us. Yeah. I would, so I put Katie, Michelle. Um, I don't think Chelsea would be a good bachelorette. I like Chelsea. We've talked about her. I like Chelsea, but I don't know. I, I guess because we haven't really seen her, we haven't had a lot of moments where she's, we haven't learned a lot about her. Yep. I guess maybe that's. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lauren, possibly, but we talked about her before as just being almost like too serious. Yeah. She's a little bit, she's a little bit too serious. Uh, man, I wish I could remember who this Jason Mesnick person is. It's going to really bother me. Did you have any, uh, I guess from this episode, you sounded like you were really bored with it. But were there any moments where you were just fired up? Did you have any fired up moments? Fired up moments. From this episode? Um, No, nothing that I didn't have any like, other than any scene where Victoria's being entitled in a brat, like when the five women showed up. Yeah, she's Um, unbearable. How much longer do we think we have? I'm finding myself more fired up every time MJ is on the screen. Oh yeah, we, she's starting to. She's doing what we talked about, where we hoped she wouldn't do. Remember, we were talking. We were. Um, was that Peter's season? There was the girl who we who was like the narrator who we really liked. She was the work construction in Buffalo. Yes. Yeah, and, and then, then she, she just went, turned. Yeah, and then she went crazy. Yeah, yeah, it just got to her. MJ is starting to get there where she's letting a lot of the drama fester and somehow seep into her, her, just the way that she's speaking to people and the way her attitude essentially. Yeah, yeah, she just seems like she's gotten more and more negative. Um, she's 23. 
Yeah. So just another one who's who's kind of young. Um, Abigail would be another good bachelorette, but she's too young. She's 25, maybe. Oh, Abigail would be so great. Yeah, she's still a little young. She's, you know, yeah, maybe, she's maybe not. Really, she's on the cusp. She's really still hanging on during these group dates. She's not letting anything get to her, and it seems like she still has a pretty good relationship with uh, Matt. She feels confident in their relationship, which is good. Yeah, and she's able to voice the fact that it has been hard and she even said, like, I'm still riding the wave of getting the first impression, Rose. I'm yep. still, which is great because that wave can be really big. And it, can, it, as we've talked about, it can crash on people after a week. And these women have been here for three weeks. They keep, they're, they're, they've mentioned that a few times in the last couple episodes that it's been three weeks now, which makes a little bit more sense why Sarah went home, I think, They've been there for longer. Yeah. They've been there for five weeks. That's, if you include the quarantine. The quarantine. So yeah. she had been gone from home for a, a more than a month at that point. And I think some of these women are starting to get that stir crazy. If they're five weeks in, um, they've been away from home. Right. They haven't been away from home for this long. In several months. In a very long time. And I think that, that might have a little bit of an impact as well. So... I don't know. Yeah. But MJ is starting to MJ is starting to fire me up a little bit. Yeah. She's getting that sense of entitlement, too, which is I mean, that's how we know that it's been three weeks because she makes a comment. It's not just her, but there are other women who make the comment. We've waited three weeks to have one on one time. And now this girl comes in and on the first day she gets a one on one. Yeah. You know, she gets really fired up about it. Now, you have the right to be upset about it because you've been there this whole time. But you can't be mad at the women who are new. They didn't get to choose when their entry <laughs> point was. Right. They That was on producers. Be mad yep. at the producers of the show. Yep. Any of the women who got there the first night could have been one of the five that got introduced yeah. later. It was they, probably just a complete It wasn't their choice shoot. when they got to pull up in the limo. Yep. So that's just like really irked me. It's like, yeah, you have every right to be angry about the situation, but be, be make sure you're clarifying it's the situation and not the women that you're mad at. Right. Um, so we kind of wrap up the whole episode. There was a quote I wrote down cause I actually thought I've never heard it. I've never heard it described this way. And I thought it was really insightful and smart from Rachel who I also really like. I guess there's some stuff on the internet that we shouldn't like about her. Um, but she just feels like she's kind of level headed and, and she said to Matt amidst all the kind of drama with the new, with the five girls, she said, we spend more time with the girls than we do with you. So we form relationships between ourselves as well, which I thought was, it's it's an obvious thing, but no one ever just says, no one ever says that as far as just. Well, people have said it, but they've always said it in the context of, you know, we see a lot, we see other sides to this person. Yeah. They bring it up like when they're trying to tattle on somebody. Right. As opposed to just stating matter of fact, yeah, we, we, we spend more time with each other than we do with you. And so as a result of that, we do form relationships. And which means, of course, when you're having a conversation with Matt, yeah, there are times when the, the things that are at the forefront of your mind are your relationships with these women because that's all you're experiencing day in and day out. Yep. And when you include, when you add five new people to that, it creates a tension yeah. because we have felt there's something that we all have in common. It's not like you can talk about like what you read on the internet that day or. Yeah. <laughs> so at work today. Right. You have like, I mean, you only have yeah. so many things. Exactly. So the one thing I did want to mention before we finish. Great. Is what got me a little bit fired up which is just and I'm I'm guilty of speaking like this too sometimes I try to catch myself <laughs> the use of like and literally it was it literally was killing you it was killing me <laughs> I'm literally dying yep. no call an ambulance cuz I'm <laughs> literally dying yeah and then the emphasis when it's not literally but it's literally, literally is a whole different level of um, annoyance. It's not just Victoria that's speaking that way. The 
It is Anna. Anna's talking that way. Also, the use of ho, whore, slut. Yeah. I don't know if they use the word whore, but I know they used ho and slut. Well, um, Victoria called her a slore. Yes. Right? Which is a, she was slut being real whore. clever and combining two. Again, playground stuff. It, yeah. This is pl- that's playground nonsense. It's like she studied Regina George before she came on the show. Oh, Mean Girls. Mean Girls. Gotcha. It's really bad. Yeah, it 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 was that was troubling. It's just as far as how easily it was said based on a rumor which now has become the truth in the house because they've just the women are like the women just were like, oh, it's such a nasty rumor. Let's talk about it. Yeah, well, I mean, but it wasn't even just in regards to Britney. It was, um, okay, I can't, I wish, this is why I should have taken notes. I didn't take any notes. But I swear if we were to play the tapes back, she, Victoria was using the word like slut or something. I think in reference to Katie maybe or Somebody else, it was like somebody who wasn't even at all affiliated. It was just somebody who gave her a dirty look or her who said something mean to her. I think it was Katie because she wouldn't apologize to her. Maybe. I think you're And then right. she was like, she's just a stupid slut. Yeah. Or something like that. And I was like, what? Yeah. Or a dumb hoe. Yeah. She just said dumb hoe or stupid slut. I can't remember what it was. But it was so absurd. And like nobody needs to talk like that. Yep. Why? Yep. It, it, it serves no purpose. And if you're really trying to in, insult someone, I would hope that you can come up with a more sophisticated use of the language than reverting back to eighth grade. Yeah. Yeah. As a 27 year old. Again. Again she's yeah. 27. Really strange. So that really, really got me fired up was just the use of the oh, just like hut and hut, hut and hoe, hut and so. Slut and hoe, that, that language, it just, it's unnecessary. Yeah, it really was, it's like just horrible throwback language. Yeah. So then the episode bookends, speaking of kind of that language, and Katie has had her moment where she's she's fired up enough that she was sick of sitting around and all of the women basically just trashing each other and trashing women who weren't there anymore. And she gets up and she goes and chases goes and talks to Matt. Matt's out there with the producers and that's how the episode ends where she talks about the how, how toxic toxic the house is um, and we finish with Matt saying if any of these women think they're going to bully their way to my heart they're they're not right they're not correct. So we will see if he what does happens anything if he ends up getting sucked into it or pulling a Pete the pilot or if we get a rose ceremony in the first hour of next week and he just made, does a little bit of house cleaning, sorority house cleaning, if you will. Uh, I, I hope he doesn't waste too much time on it because it just makes it worse. You just got to nip it in the bud and you just, you gotta, you gotta get rid of people. Yep. Well, I think the way you nip it in the bud is you just, you send Victoria. You gotta send and, Victoria back. And, and probably Anna home too. Absolutely. I think those are the two that would, that need to go home. Um, than everyone else. Yeah, stop calling people hoes. Yeah. I yeah, yeah. Anyways, I think we we will probably talk a little bit more about Victoria next week, but I am also very confused with the she seems to have a better rapport with the women than we than it seems like she does and there's moments where I, I don't know. There's a lot of confusing moments that I've noticed whether it's last week when she's reading out her erotic story and they're all kind of like they're, laughing they're and cheering for her. They're kind of cringing at it, but they're also cheering for her. There's been, there were a couple moments last in this most recent episode too, where she just is kind of like, she has the, she has positive attention from the women. Um, if it's just, I don't know what the dynamic is there. It just looks strange to me, but I think then she just says really nasty stuff. And that's when everyone's like, what is your problem? Well, <laughs> yeah. Katie specifically. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see if Matt, Gets rid of the bitches. Yeah. And I, well, let's be nice. We don't want to, you know, we just. I was it? trying to be like Victoria. Oh, okay. I guess it didn't land. I, yeah, I missed it. Um, Yeah, I, uh, I am interested to see how many more episodes we have of this because there's just so many women left. He's going to have to do a one big, there's going to be a week where he gets rid of 
seven women or a bunch of women all go home because they don't want to be there anymore. Or he's got some one-on-ones where he just sends people home because. Yeah. I think next week will be good. I hope it will be uh, more one-on-one time. I'm hoping because we didn't really get to see the dates were very rushed. Yeah. Very, episode. very rushed. So I'd like to see more actual content. By this time in Tasha season, she was she had like six men left I after know. four episodes. She had to cut it down so quickly. So yeah, we'll see how many episodes and what happens. And uh, if Matt keeps, keeps a cool head or if he gets sucked into all the drama. We'll talk at you next week. Yeah. Thanks everybody.